When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Hello, folks. This is Steve Moore. This is the More Money Show, and this is WABC Talk Radio, the top talk radio station in America with uh, a conservative voice. But we are freedom to freedom of speech radio. So we like to hear from people from all um, all political and economic perspectives. So I will be taking your calls. Uh, sometime a little bit after the bottom of the hour. Uh, so I hope you'll call in. I want to talk about the state of America and whether or not you think we are on the right path as a country. And I love this country. You cut me, I bleed red, white, and blue. Uh, but I don't think the American economy and the American society is on the right path. I, I just see so many wheels coming off right now that I despair. I despair. And I'm, you know, people have always called me, uh, you know, a happy warrior. Uh, I've been in this business of politics and the economy for some 35 years. And I, I, uh, I always believe in America and we will get out, out of these crises we're in right now. But I worry about the leadership of this country, not just the um, awful leadership that we're seeing in Washington, D.C., but I also worry about the people running our cities and our states and whether they are, um, making our cities great, making our states great. I see what's happening in New York. I see what's happening in my hometown of Chicago that I love. I basically grew up, folks, in Wrigley Field watching the Cubs. And I'd, take, I'd play hooky from school and get on the L and go to, to Wrigley Field for those 1.15 p.m. games. That was before the Wrigley Field had lights. Remember, they were the last uh, ballpark in America. That uh, to adopt a life. So all the games were played during the day. But my point is, these great, great cities that I have such fondness of, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, losing people, uh, schools stink. There are, you know, there are uh, 30 schools in Baltimore, 30 schools where not a single child is reading or writing or doing arithmetic at grade level proficiency. In many states, only 25 or 30 percent of the kids uh, are graduating from our public schools with basic competency in the three hours of writing, you know, arithmetic and and uh, and, uh, and, and the, all the things that we're supposed to be teaching our kids. They're not being taught these things. And it is it is child abuse in what's happening in our schools. And then you look at the crime that is out of control in so many cities. Uh, across America. And again, I go back to Chicago, but look what's happening in Seattle, Portland, uh, Baltimore, all of these cities are being ransacked. And what's so interesting to me, because the progressives are soft on crime, they want to let criminals out of jail. They don't want to, 
they don't want to prosecute people for robbery, for uh, shoplifting, for they want to let people out of jail. And here's the thing that I find so um, absolutely infuriating about this is that the people who are being harmed the most by the bad schools, by the high taxes, by the crime in our cities, by the fact that we have illegal immigrants in this country. And by the way, for the regular listeners of this show, you know, I think immigrants who come into this country lawfully, whether they come from Poland, whether they come from Russia, whether they come from Mexico, El Salvador, are amazing people. We are so blessed with the incredible talent and hard work uh, and love of liberty of the people who come into this country legally, like my grandparents did. I am I'm of Irish and English ascent. Uh, and so many of these immigrants who came into this country built this country. So, yes, in fact, we need, in my opinion, my humble opinion, we need more immigrants. But we can't have immigrants uh, coming in a- across the border. We don't know who they are. We don't know if they're criminals. We don't know if they have diseases. We don't know if they're uh, people involved in the drug wars. That has to stop. And so I feel a little bit of frustration. I, I don't know if you can sense this in my voice. I, I just feel like the country has come off its tracks and it can be repaired. But I wonder, as we start to get into the silly season of election politics, which is just around the corner for 2024, whether we could even afford as a country four more years of a Joe Biden. Now, I don't know if Joe Biden is going to run for president or not. There's a kind of 50-50 in the betting markets, whether he will be the Democratic nominee. But even anyone, any of these, uh, you know, for example, one of the leading Democrats Uh, if Joe Biden doesn't run, is Gavin Newsom. Now, for those of you who don't know who Gavin Newsom is, he is the governor of the biggest state in in America, uh, California. And he's been an awful governor. (laughs) I mean, everything's In just the last three years, a half a million people have left California because it's high taxes, it's craziness, it's homelessness, it's soft on crime. Um, radical green policies that have jeopardized their energy supply. California is a mess. It's the most one of the most beautiful places on the planet, by the way, uh, and they've ruined it. The liberal progressives, like Gavin Newsom, have ruined California. And now it's kind of scary to me to think that Gavin Newsom is now being held up as some kind of icon of the progressive movement when we can see with our two eyes what they've done to California. And so that would be interesting, wouldn't it, to see, uh, you know, look, I'm not taking sides on the Republican side. I worked for Donald Trump. I think that Donald Trump was a great president for what he did for the country in terms of rebuilding our economy and, and putting America first. I believe in the, you know, what they call the MAGA agenda. Well, making America great again is, is the agenda. I'm all in favor of it. And in so many ways, Trump did make America great again. Now, look, I know a lot of people have very negative opinions about Trump. I, I think sometimes he's his own worst enemy. Sometimes I wish he'd just shut up. <laughs> but uh, Trump is Trump. But you look at the policies, there's no question that they worked. And my question for you is, can this country afford four more years of these policies? I, I really worry about that. You know, at some point, that train goes right over a financial cliff and we collapse. Now, I don't know how many of you saw this story of the big bank failure this past uh, weekend, I guess it happened on Thursday, Thursday or Friday, uh, of the Silicon Valley Bank, bank, I'm sorry, Silicon Valley Bank, 
which uh, is one of the biggest banks in the country. And it's Silicon Valley. It's supposed to be the place where you have a fountain of revenues. And uh, it's where all the big tech companies are. It went, it's, it, it went under, and it's been taken over by the federal regulators because all of the money was being poured out. The depositors were taking their money out. It was like an old-fashioned, you know, um, bank run like you used to see, uh, you know, in uh, the movie It's a Wonderful Life, right, where everybody tried to take their money out of the bank at the same time. That's what's happening in this bank. Now, why do I mention that? Because I think, and I'm not trying to spook people. I'm not trying to spook anyone. But I do think a lot of our banks are vulnerable right now because the interest rate's going up. They've been killed by the inflation. Um, and it's a little microcosm of what's going on in the country. It, it sort of feels like our economy is a house of cards right now. You know, it seems strong, and we got a good jobs report. I got to say, we got a good jobs report on Friday. Great. Uh, but I don't know. It just feels like, you know, ever play that game Jenga? I play that with that kid, with my kids all the time. And for those of you who don't know what Jenga is, it's a game of blocks where you take out one of the blocks from the lower level and then you put it on top. And then you keep playing until somebody has the whole thing tumble. And I, God, I hope I'm wrong, but I feel like our economy right now is it's game of Jenga, where Biden keeps putting these blocks on one after another after another, and it's tilting in the wind. And I feel like it, it's going to have a, an unhappy ending. I think this may crash. And it would be so easy to get the economy right back on the course that we're on. Just, just go back to Trump policies, right? Just go back to lower taxes, less regulation, better trade deals, a, a border that's secure. I mean, this is not complicated stuff. And finally, I want to say this, uh, because I want to talk to you all about all of these issues. And I want to hear from you. If you think the economy's on the right course, and maybe I'm being overly dramatic here, maybe I'm wrong. I hope, by the way, I hope I'm wrong. I hope somebody could come in, could call in. Uh, our number, by the way, for the More Money Hotline is 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Uh, so don't call in right now. Wait till the bottom of the hour because we're going to hear from the pains. But I want to hear from some of my liberal friends and some of my Democratic colleagues. And you tell me I'm wrong. Please do. I want to be persuaded that I'm wrong. I want to be persuaded that Joe Biden and uh, and the Democratic leadership, Chucky Schumer, that they have some kind of plan that's going to get us out of this ditch we're in right now. But all I see is them digging even deeper. That's what I see. But maybe there's some kind of master plan that I am not aware of. I always ask audiences whether you think that what's happening now is intentional or it's just because of economic stupidity. Because when you look at the budget that just came out by Joe Biden, it is a disgrace. It's got awful. <laughs> it's it's going to take our debt up to $50 trillion. It's basically full speed ahead. Yeah, the Titanic's headed to the iceberg. Faster, faster, faster. Instead of the Medicare and Social Security, you know, going bankrupt in you know six or seven years, let's have it go bankrupt in four years. Um, it's taxes, it's spend, it's reallocation of money, it's income redistribution, it's socket to the rich, it's a war against profits, it's a war against business. Uh, I think it is it is a disgrace, frankly. Uh, but if you want to defend that budget, I want to hear from you. This is the More Money Show. Uh, I'm your host, Steve Moore. I hope, by the way, everybody is getting our Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline. If you're not getting it, I'm not selling you anything, folks. This is absolutely free. 
It's a little digest every morning of the four or five most important things that are going on with the economy and a little bit of politics, a little bit of the latest updates about COVID. And you can get that for free. It costs you nothing. Just go to the Committee to Unleash Prosperity website, Committee to Unleash Prosperity. Uh, Give us your email. We'll start sending that to you five mornings a week. This is the More Money Show. This is WABC Radio, and we will be right back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show on WBC Talk Radio. It is time for our special segment that we have every week with Bob and Ryan Payne to talk about the financial situation and how you can make money in these crazy markets. Uh, Gentlemen, thanks for joining again. As always, let's get right down to it. A good jobs report uh, suggests that the economy is uh, stronger than people thought it was going to be, certainly at the beginning of this year. Uh, What does this mean for the markets, Ryan? Well, I think first off, I with uh, Federal Chairman Jay Powell would uh, stop talking. <laughs> because, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I think overall, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, I know we're hearing from Jay Powell, we're hearing from the Fed that they're going to keep rates, maybe they're going to go higher than we anticipated and keep them higher longer. But I think, you know, a fully employed economy, and I do think inevitably inflation is going to come down, Steve. You know, money supply has gone negative. That's high correlation to Mm-hmm. Seeing inflation come down at some point this year. So yeah, I think the big picture is overall, it's great to see people employed. I don't think it's a negative. And as we move through the year, we're all going to start to realize that we're probably not going into recession. Yeah. You know, I hate this idea that, you know, good news on the economy is bad news. I mean, I never could understand that, uh, you know, crazy Phillips curve idea that somehow having people work means you're going to have more inflation. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a good thing if people are working. So I couldn't agree more. And You know, I also agree with you guys on the fact that inflation, you know, if you look at you mentioned the the money supply, that has really um, been pretty flattened. But also, if you look at, uh, you know, commodity prices, they've been, you know, pretty tame here for the last uh, six months to nine months. And so that's always a lead indicator of where inflation is headed to. So I, I wonder if, Bob, maybe people are excessively worried about inflation. Look, I, I hate inflation. But I really wonder whether we really have a, the you know outlook for high inflation in the future. Well, I think the, um, the the one person that's really concerned about inflation and maybe more of his reputation is our Federal Reserve Chairman <laughs> right. uh, Jerome Powell, because you know, like Ryan said, he just needs to stop talking about it, or you know, having his you know his advocates out there, the former Fed governors and current Fed governors, you know, giving press conferences and leaking out little information every day. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, Steve, we're seeing the 10-year Treasury yield drop from just about breaking 4% early in the week. is down to 3.7% right now. So rates are dropping, uh, which means the bond market's telling you that, you know, maybe inflation is done, uh, or at least the Federal Reserve may be finished, you know, after this next uh, hike in interest rates. 
Yeah, I look, I don't want the Fed to be irrationally exuberant either, you know, but I think you're right that the, the, a lot of the signs are for a hopefully for a, a dwindling uh, inflation rate. You know, I, I don't think they're going to get down to two percent where I want them to be, but I think that we could be down below five percent and hopefully down closer to four percent, which is. Uh, a lot better than what we had last year. So what does that mean then for investors? How do you play this market if we're right and that inflation is subsiding? Uh, I am still worried about, you know, look, the president came out with an absurd budget yesterday that would (laughs) probably cause a 1929-style crash if any of these policies were to be enacted. Uh, The good news is they're not going to be enacted now, but God forbid (laughs) if the Democrats took over everything, you know, this is probably what they would do. So what is what is the strategy, Ryan, for going forward as an investor? Yeah, well, I think if we're, we're optimistic on the economy, it sounds like we're, we're all in somewhat agreement there. Um, it, you know, I think you want to get invested in, look, the bond market looks great, right? We have yields we haven't seen in over a decade. Um, and I would, I would caution here because I'm hearing this on TV a lot when I'm on, you know, on Fox and places yeah, like yeah. that. It's like, just put your money into a one, two-year treasury at 5%. That sounds great, but you have a lot of reinvestment risk there because look, the Fed could pivot here at some point and rates could come down if we think inflation is going to come down because all of a sudden a year goes by, two years go by, you have to reinvest that money and it could be at a lot lower rate. So I think if you're going to buy bonds, go out a little bit longer. Um, And I just have to think here, you know, based on valuations, you know, the market is probably a very good value. Um, A lot of negativity is already baked into what expectations are. So you know, I suspect here a lot of surprises are going to be in the positive, especially when you have the second largest economy in the world coming out of lockdown this year. So there's a lot of surprises that could go right. So I think you want to be long the stock market, long the bond market. Just don't get caught in the trap of putting all your money short term. And then uh, when you look at these bond rates, I mean, what? How do you deal with this? Do you do you um, you're, you're saying you're clear of bonds now, or what's what's the strategy? Well, you know, let me just comment on that, Steve. You know, you're talking about this this uh, budget proposal, and did you notice everything was about raising the marginal tax bracket, raising the Medicare surtax, raising the corporate tax yeah, rate? Right. You know, billionaires tax now. No more millionaires have billionaires taxes. You know, everything <laughs> about raising taxes. Now, you know, I don't think any of this is going to get passed, but at least you know how they're thinking. But I'll tell you what it's going to do. It's going to force a lot of investors to want to have tax-free income. So I think municipal bonds are wow. a phenomenal place to, to invest right now. Don't buy the short-term treasury. Get in there and buy some intermediate municipal bonds. That, that interest is tax-free. You know, got to keep your own money. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I, I have to say this about that, that Biden budget. It's, you know, what's so scary about it is that you're talking about, um, uh, you know, if they were to put in place this tax on under, you know, on unrealized capital gains, it would just have That's a crazy. catastrophic effect. I know how who wants to buy stocks? You know, I bought Microsoft 25 years ago. Maybe you made fifty thousand dollars, and you have to pay a tax on that, even though you haven't sold the stock. I mean, it just seems outrageous to me. And how about Bob the stocks moving to Mexico? Third. If that happens, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would. Uh, yeah, what happens so, when the stock drops thirty percent the next year? Do they pay you back, Steve? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're you going to take us back on our losses. So uh, we only got a minute and a half left or so. Uh, the, so the market has sort of shrugged off the Biden tax plan, which is really a tax on investors and businesses. Is that because they just don't think it's going to happen? 
I think we know we have a Republican uh, Congress, so, you know, nothing's going to get passed. I, I think yeah, that okay. the, absolutely the market's not paying attention to that. What they're really paying attention to right now is, is what the Federal Reserve's doing. Uh, they're watching interest rates. You know, we have an inverted yield curve. And I think it's because it's, it's, it's telling us that inflation is going to come down, um, not because we're going to have a recession. And I think um, we're kind of in the no landing camp right now. We think the economy is still going to muddle through and that they're actually going to engineer what we call a softer no landing with the economy. Well, that is great news then for investors. And as always, I think the message of the day is be bullish, which is the theme of your great uh, company that's paying capital management. Uh, gentlemen, thanks so much. We will be right back. This is the More Money Show on WABC Talk Radio. So, Bob, you know, at our firm, Payne Capital Management, of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E. We're a boutique firm. We have an office here in New York City. We have an office outside of Philadelphia and Jacksonville, Florida. You know, the focal point of our entire firm is helping people plan financially, especially for retirement. And a huge part of that, we love to say it on the show every week, it's not what you make, it's what you take. And at the end of last year, we had the Secure Act 2.0 that kind of just slipped in there. They passed it. And there's a lot of new great tax benefits that you know our listeners, frankly, can, can really benefit from so that we could discuss some of these tax benefits that everyone should be aware of for the retirement plan. No, I think it's an excellent idea, Rye, because a lot of things that are happening right now you're not even aware of. I mean, for one of the, re- one of the things that I was shocked at is you no longer have to take money out of your retirement account at age 72. It used to be 70. Now it's 73. And for some of our listeners today, it's going to be age 75 before you have to start pulling money out of your IRA. Yeah, that's a huge tax benefit. Also, though, what happens is the longer you defer that money, the more your retirement plans are ticking tax time bombs. So it allows you to start looking at maybe taking some of your money out prematurely or not prematurely before you have to at age 73 or 75. Um, and convert some of that money into tax-free, like Roth IRAs, because our marginal brackets right now are historically very low. So it's a good time to start planning around how do you take those IRA distributions, and now you have a little gift from the gods because you don't have to take that money out until a little bit later. Well, you know, Rod, before you have to worry about taking money out of your 401k or 403b or IRA, you actually have to put money in. And uh, I think that's you know, one of the big uh, changes that came from this uh, new tax act is that you can put as much as $30,000 now into a 401k. Yeah, that's huge. If you're over 50 and an IRA, you can do 7,500 bucks. So those contribution levels are going up a lot. So that's something you definitely want to look at this year. If you're still saving for retirement uh, in your 401k, make sure when you talk to your employer or the benefits person at your firm or where you work, that you are getting that max away because that's a huge benefit to you to get that money away. It's a huge deduction. We don't have many left, Bob. So that's one you definitely got to take advantage of. Hey, a lot of you are sitting there right now thinking, wait a minute, I'm already retired. I don't have to contribute anymore. What do I care about these increased contributions? Well, think about your children and grandchildren. You know, Rye, under the SECURE Act, you're able now to gift up to 17000 Per person, right? So if you're married, you can give 34000 to each of your grandchildren, child, each grandchild, each child you have. And, you know, they may be starting out in their career and they can't afford to contribute to the retirement plan. Here's a great way to do it for them. And dad, hey, don't be shy. You know, <laughs> I could be a beneficiary of those gifts. <laughs> so. All right. Well, you know, listen, I know you're sleeping on my couch tonight, so I'll bring the check over. 
<laughs> All right, I like I like the sound of that. Another benefit that's come out of this new Secure Act 2.0 is if you have leftover money in those 529 plans for your kids and your grandkids, well, you can take up to 35,000 of that if it's been in there for 15 years and you can actually roll it into a tax-free Roth IRA for the same beneficiary to one of your granddaughters, or your grandsons, or your or your sons or daughters, um, which is just another great way to kind of move money to the next generation, uh, do it tax-free, and then that's a tax-free growth on that money for them as they invest over time. So if you have leftover money, instead of paying taxes on that money and being penalized on it because you used all you need to use for education, it's a great way to get money to your heirs and get it in a way where, again, it's just completely tax-advantaged. That's a really good point, Ryan. I've had so many uh, clients say, oh, I'm not sure how much I want to put into the 529 plan. I don't know what school they're going to go to. Is it going to be a state school at this level? It's going to be a private school at, you know, 80, 90,000 a year. You know, what, what if that money's still in there? What happens? And wow, what a great idea. They can now roll that over into a tax-free Roth IRA, the beneficiary's name, uh, if there's money left over. What a great benefit, you know, to your child or grandchild. Yeah, there's just so many things from a tax perspective you can do. And if you're thinking to yourself right now, like I need to know what I can be doing from a tax standpoint, because again, it's not what you make, it's what you take. It's a huge part of your financial independence plan or retirement plan. Well, here's your shot to get that review and figure out where you can optimize on taxes. We're down to literally four slots left. If you saved over a million dollars for your retirement, Bob and I will run for your total financial master plan and we'll do it with no obligation or cost. It's a full holistic retirement plan. No other firm out there will do this work up front. We literally build you your own personalized financial portal. We give you a bird's eye view of your entire financial life and just hone in on every issue you need to address today. You need that income plan for retirement. How do you take Social Security? There's a lot of ways to take it. One right way for you. How do you draw from your portfolio? How do you factor in the fact that inflation is going to go up over your lifetime? It's going to double your cost. We're going to put together a full income plan, show you how to draw from your portfolios the most tax-efficient way factoring in inflation so you don't run out of money. We're going to look at diversification. Is your portfolio been getting hit hard here as markets are extremely volatile? Or have you been sitting in cash earning nothing on your money as inflation is still very close to a 40-year high? We're going to put together a full investment game plan, show you how to grow your wealth, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life. And we're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street loves to sell you those high-cost products, annuities, mutual funds, insurance products, brokerage products, they're extremely tax inefficient. They're high cost. We're going to go through every investment you own, show you where the cost is hidden, show you how to reduce that cost. And again, give you our full tax playbook. Optimize your portfolio for taxes. It's not what you make, it's what you take. You'll get our full tax playbook. We literally have four slots left if you saved over a million dollars for your retirement plan. All you have to do is text or call right now at 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. 6692 or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next four callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of uh, certified financial planners and financial advisors will create for you your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation. There's no cost, no strings attached. There's no plan if you don't text or call 844-752-6692. 6692, that's 844-752-6692, or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. 
It's More Money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years' experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with More Money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show. Uh, I am economist Steve Moore. I hope everyone is getting our uh, daily uh, Committee to Unleash Prosperity hotline. You can get that by just going to our website, Committee to Unleash Prosperity, and get it free every morning. We'll email it to you if you like it. Uh, We'll continue to send it to you. If you don't like it, just um, subscribe. I think you will like it. Uh, My friend Newt Gingrich, the great uh, former Speaker of the House, said it's the first thing I read every morning. We had another... uh, uh, one of our listener uh, readers uh, <clears throat> emailed me the other day saying, Steve, this is my caffeine in the morning. So I think you'll love it. Just go to Committee to Unleash Prosperity and we'll send it to you for free. All right. Uh, I got a couple of emails uh, that just came uh, across my computer from uh, some of my more liberal listeners. And I love that, by the way. I want to reach everyone. I don't want to just preach to the converted here. And they're saying, Steve, you're sounding like a drama queen this morning. You keep saying everything's going wrong with America, but we got a low unemployment rate and these kinds of things. And I don't want to sound like a drama queen. I'm not trying to tell people that we should uh, go up to the 87th floor of the buildings in New York and and drop, drop off. What I'm saying is that I think the direction of the country is backward, not forward right now. And I don't see a America first agenda. And I don't mean that in terms of a Trump agenda. I just mean I don't see our politicians in either party, frankly, right now, trying to do everything to make America as prosperous and as um, virtuous as it can possibly be, because we are a great country. We're the greatest country on uh, this planet. And I do believe that Ronald Reagan was right, that it was a divine providence that put America here as a beacon a beacon of freedom for the rest of the world. Are we still when we're passing out trillions and trillions of dollars of handouts to people and they don't have to work to get it? And people can can um, earn 75, 80. I shouldn't even use the word earn, but they can receive 75, 80 in some states, $100,000 of benefits and not have to work a single hour. I think that's outrageous. I don't think it's uh, rewarding virtue. I think it's punishing virtue because there is dignity in work. And everyone knows that because the people listening to the show, I know we're all hardworking folks. Okay, so uh, that number again for the More Money Hotline, 1-800-848-9222. I'm going to say it again, 1-800-848-9222. Call in. My producer says we have two lines open, although we do have a number of callers on wait. And I'm going to try to get through as many callers as possible. The topic of the day is um, do you think that this country is on the right track or and, and if you think it's on the wrong wrong track what what do we need to do to fix it and if you think it's on the right track tell me please I actually want to have people who think that I'm wrong call in because I hope I'm wrong I I love this country and I, I it it breaks my heart to see what's happening with this $2 trillion increase in the deficit every year, an out-of-control border. Our schools are an absolute disgrace, where in many, many cities, only 20 to 30 percent of the kids 
can read or write or do math at grade level proficiency? What what kind of future are these kids going to face? It's not their fault. Damn it, it's not their fault. It's our fault for putting them, forcing them to go to government schools that are not teaching our kids. When we have schools that are um, failing two-thirds to three-quarters of the kids, it's not the kids' faults. It's the system. It is the public school system that is basically just warehousing in kids that are um, not teaching them a damn thing. And I'm sorry, that is not acceptable for a great world economic superpower like the United States. The good news is we have now six states that have school choice. We have Florida. We have West Virginia. We have Arkansas. Congratulations to Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who just passed a sweeping school choice bill. It basically says, if your kids are going to a failing school, we're going to give you the money to send your kids to a school that does work. Gee, what a concept. Give the parents choice. Let the parents, not the teachers unions, make the choices. And I think all rational people agree that that would be a smart thing to do. I want to mention one other quick thing, and then I will get to your calls. I am absolutely sickened by the Biden budget. It is completely contrary to the idea of people being self-reliant. It's going to make more and more Americans, millions of Americans, dependent on government, not themselves and their families and their work effort to sustain themselves. You know, I believe in a safety net. If somebody falls on hard times, I've fallen on hard times in my lifetime. I've gotten fired from jobs. I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. But, you know, we want the safety net. But we also want people to get back on their feet. It's, what kind of life is it to be on welfare? I mean, it's just it's a sickening system. It's supposed to be temporary. It's supposed to get you back into work, not to keep you out of work. We have 10 million jobs opening in this country. That's a good thing. That's one of the positive things. The labor market is strong right now. I think we got a lot of other problems, but right now there are jobs out there. Instead of putting people on welfare, why don't we get them into these jobs? Why don't we train them? If you tried to get anybody to do any construction, an electrician, a plumber, a nurse, a home care worker, uh, all of these things, there's so many job openings, and yet we can't get people to fill them. And why is that? I think you all know the answer, right? We're paying people more or as much money not to work as to work. That's sickening. That is not rewarding virtue. It is rewarding vice. Okay, so that is my Sermon on the Mount today. I want to go to the callers. Uh, We will try to get through uh, as many as we can. One more time for the 1-800 numbers, the More Money Hotline, 1-800-848-9222. Please call in if you're a Democrat or a liberal or progressive and persuade me that actually I am being um, overly dramatic here and that things are going to be just fine because I hope you're right. Okay, Mr. Producer, who is our first caller, please? Jim from Manhattan. Jim from Manhattan. Thanks, uh, Jim, for calling in. What do you got for us today? Hello, Mr. Morgan. I think this tremendously lower public morale from loss of faith in politicians, news media, and government, like lying Fauci, who helped the Chinese. And it's unprecedented that agents with huge submachine guns invade the house of a president. And this is all creating a, a very bad feeling in the country that something is really wrong, more than just your usual off-the-tracks type of thing. Yeah. And, and in, in New York, the people here, they voted in Biden and leftist mayors and governors, and now they're suffering from high crime fears and, and overcrowding of, quite frankly, very nasty illegal aliens who act pretty nasty when so you're Jim, around them in the Jim, public. Oh, great, great, 
points. I want to, uh, cause I've got a lot of people waiting on the line. So I appreciate your call in. And I think you're exactly right. By the way, I think the miscarriages of justice that are going on right now in the Biden administration of going after uh, people. I know people, by the way, who on January 6th were on the Capitol grounds who did not enter the Capitol. They did not enter the Capitol. They were not rioters. They didn't have guns. Uh, they were not insurrectionists. They were just um, exercising their First Amendment right to protest. That's what you're allowed to do in this country. You, you're allowed to peacefully protest. They did not enter the building and they were thrown in jail and they were thrown in jail and prosecuted. That's outrageous. And I do think that people who entered the Capitol illegally uh, should be prosecuted, but you're not violating the law by protesting the election. I mean, we, people have different opinions about whether that election was was um, on the up and up. Uh, you know, I don't know the answer to that. It's not my area of expertise. But we're, this is a sad country when we're putting people in jail as if they're political prisoners. Uh, Jim, great call. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm very concerned about this myself. I, I did work for Donald Trump um, as a as an advisor. I was with him many times in the Oval Office and advised him on policy. I am terrified that one of these days, you know, there's going to be a knock on my front door in the middle of the night, and I'm going to get up from bed and open the door, and there are going to be five people with machine guns. Uh, be, you know, what is my crime? My crime was working for Donald Trump. Whether you're for Trump or against him, that's not America. We don't do that to people who's political positions we disagree with. So, Jim, it's a great point you make, uh, and it's another reason to be worried about what's happening to our country. And Jim also makes another great point. This is a good call. Um, you can't trust anybody anymore. <laughs> Can you trust the media? I mean, the media, I was there in 2020 <laughs> when Donald Trump said that this uh, was the Wuhan virus, that it was, it, there was good evidence that was released from the labs in, uh, in China. And we don't know if it was intentional or not, but it, it was it was a nefarious project. My God, everybody was vilifying Trump and saying, oh, my God, there's no evidence of this. Well, now we do know it was it was uh, it was leaked from a Chinese lab. And yet nobody in the media has apologized or admitted that they were wrong. And so you can't trust the media. You can't trust the justice system. You can't trust our schools it's you, it's it's not and you can't trust our government, <laughs> you know, so that's a sad situation for our country. Uh, next caller, please, Mr. Producer. Yes, we have Connie from New Jersey. New Jersey. Connie from New Jersey. Thanks so much for calling in. Thank you for taking my call, Steve. I'm a big uh, I, I watch you on Cudlow and uh uh, awesome. Greg Kelly, and uh, you're all over, and I love your um, up and uh, good sense of humor. Thank you. Um, yes. Uh, I called because I wanted to tell you about Trump. Uh, I love Trump, and when I voted for him, and uh, I Connie, voted would for you him vote for him again? Would you vote for I him would. again? You yes. would. Okay. Be- because he's not a politician. He's a businessman. And he said, we're going to, he says, we're going to win so many times that you're going to get tired of winning. And, <laughs> I remember and that. That was great. You know, we, and by the that way, was you know, wouldn't so it be great. wonderful if we could, I, we're not tired of winning now. I, I don't know, Connie, it feels like we're losing now. We are. We're upside down. We're upside yeah. down. And it's, and it's very scary. Um, I saw. Now, Connie, uh, you live in New Jersey. Uh, why is it 
that New Jersey is such a blue liberal state. I mean, New Jersey's not in good shape. People are leaving New Jersey. I don't understand why voters continue to vote for policies that are so detrimental to the economic well-being and the financial well-being of the of the citizens of the state. Did you see our um, our election this year? Uh, our uh, governor barely made it. Oh, well, that was because, fantastic, by the way. I, I'm heartbroken yeah. by that because, you know, you've got I don't know if you were aware of this, Connie, but New Jersey has, uh, you know, one of the what we rate is one of the three worst governors in America. And if it exactly. wasn't for the fact that he had, you know, so much money, he would have lost. Connie, great call, as always. Thank you for your kind comments, by the way. I uh, I am so um, flattered by what you said. I do Larry Kudlow's show once or twice a week. I hope everybody watches that, by the way, Kudlow, at 4 p.m. on um, on uh, Fox Business. He is the number one uh, show on, on business of any channel, any channel on cable. Larry Kudlow is number one. How cool is that? Okay. Uh, do we have another caller, Mr. Producer? Yes, we have uh, Jerry from New Brunswick. Jerry, thanks for calling. Before you have any, uh, get to your point, I just want to remind people we have two lines open now. Uh, it's open mic day. I want to hear from liberals, conservatives, uh, libertarians, uh, especially people who have a different viewpoint from me because I'd love to engage you in a respectful way in a, uh, in a good debate about what's happening in our country. Okay, sir, please go ahead. Yeah, Steve, I don't want you to take this as a criticism, but conservatives do a horrible job covering the whole issue of climate, pollution, CO2. Mm -hmm. uh, they, you know, this climate crisis, climate emergency they're always talking about. When the uh, conservatives sort of nod their head and say, yeah, but we have to save uh, 500 jobs. Another thing that drives me nuts, pollution oh, has yeah. absolutely nothing to do with climate change. And so many conservatives I see fall into that mm -hmm. trap that the left sets right. for them. It has nothing to do with climate change. Pollution has to do with pollution. And the last right. thing is CO2. Anybody can take a book and look up a chart over the last 600 million years, and there is zero correlation between CO2 and the Earth's temperatures. Now, CO2 is a greenhouse gas. There's no doubt about it. It does not control climate. It does not control Earth's temperatures. It's just one of the greenhouse gases, a minor one at that. So but what yet, do you think – the hold on, Nina, because we're tight on time. So what do you think people who are skeptics like I am should be saying? What should our line be? Because we've got a president who wants to spend a half a trillion dollars a year on these programs. Well, attack the basic junk science. These are only right, climate right. computer models. There is no yes. empirical scientific information, you know, because some duck decides to move its uh, hibernation 200 miles north does not mean that the world's coming to an end. And All we, right. Great we, call. I got I to move on. I, and by the way, I'm going to respond to what this gentleman was just saying, because I think he makes some good points. Number one, the climate change models, because I do know something about this. I follow this issue very closely. The climate change models, these alarmist models. Remember, there was the famous hockey stick chart that showed, oh, my God, you know, the temperature of the planet is going to keep going up and up and up and up and up. Those models have been around for about 25 years, and they've been wrong, 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 wrong. So why would we why would we believe models that have already been shown to be junk? Second of all, uh, you are right, sir, that 
is carbon dioxide is not a pollution. Nobody gets sick from carbon dioxide. You can get sick from smog, from sulfur, from lead, from, uh, you know, uh, carbon monoxide is a pollution. If you in your car or in your garage, you can die from carbon monoxide. Nobody dies from carbon dioxide, right? And, and by the way, without carbon dioxide, there would be no life on this earth. And so um, that's point number two. Point number three, the most important thing is that the all of these efforts that we've taken for the last 25 years where we've spent in the United States over $100 billion, think about how many schools and hospitals and roads and, and uh, how much we could shore up the Social Security system with $100 billion. All of these green energy programs, they have not moved the needle one iota. In fact, last year, record amounts of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, and it is a greenhouse gas. So why is that? Why is it after spending $100 billion, it's had zero effect on the climate? And I think most of you know the answer to this because you're smart folks. You wouldn't listen to this show if you weren't smart. The reason it's not moving the needle is a five-letter word, C-H-I-N-A, China. China's pollution levels are through the roof, even if the United States didn't even exist as a country that that we, we wouldn't solve the climate change crisis because China and India and these countries are are emitting so many of these greenhouse gases. So what we're doing is not working. And the idea uh, that you would take a program that has been in one of the greatest failures in the history of government, the climate change programs, and then spend another three hundred billion dollars. Is that insanity? I mean, come on, this isn't working. And I don't want to even have an argument with people about whether climate change is happening or not. What I'm telling you is if it is happening, what we're doing now to deal with it isn't working. And, uh, you know, they say, oh, we're going to have to take our cars away from us. Everybody's got to buy an electric car. We've reduced our pollution levels by 90 percent from cars. It's amazing. It's one of the greatest environmental achievements in the history of mankind, what we've done in America to reduce pollution from cars. So, and yet the amount of greenhouse gases keeps increasing and it's not because of us, it's because of them. So we shouldn't jump over this cliff and let the Chinese laugh at us as they take over the world economy. Okay, we got time for a couple more uh, uh, callers. There's one line open right now. I want to remind people the More Money Hotline, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-WABC. You still got time to call in if you like. Uh, Mr. Producer, do we have a next caller? Yes, uh, Gennaro from Nutley, New Jersey. Thank you for calling. What do you got for us? Hey, Mr. Moore, how you doing? Thank you. I'm doing wonderful. Good. It's Saturday. How could I not be doing well? Good. All right. So my my quick thing is um, is I watch Shark Tank a lot, and I get sick to my I'm sorry. You, you watch. I'm sorry. You, you watch what? Shark Tank on NBC. Shark, okay, yeah, yeah. You know that, okay, got it. that, that show yes, they you know, make new inventions. Yes. And I get yeah. sick to my stomach when Mr. Wonderful always offers a job to these people, you know, or, or the loan that they're looking for. And he says, well, how much do you make it for in America? They're like, oh, $1.19. He's like, well, I can make it for 50 cents in, in, in China. And I get yeah. sick, sick to yeah. my stomach. I want to punch yeah. the TV. And I want to say what you're doing, it should be illegal. It should be made in America, period. Uh, there's no reason why you should be outsourcing jobs. And if you are, they should be taxed.
to death to the point yes. to where they're not they're not even uh, going to make any money. They should the job should stay here. Period. Trump yeah. was they making the jobs here. Okay, great call. I, I've got to I've got to move on, but I, I'm glad you called. It's a really important point because here is the point, folks. I've been going through the Biden budget. This uh, this uh, you know four trillion dollars of new taxes. All that's going to do, I want people to understand this. These are all taxes on businesses, small businesses, medium-sized business, and American-based corporations. If you raise taxes by 3 or $4 trillion on American companies, what do you think is going to happen to the production in America? It's going to go to other places. It's going to go to China. It's going to go to Japan. It's going to go to uh, some of the European countries. It's going to go to Mexico. It's going to go to these other countries. This isn't putting America first. I'm with this gentleman. I want the jobs here in America. So why would we put these weights, these these ankle chains on American businesses? It's damn unpatriotic. I want jobs in America. I want the factories here. I want the manufacturing jobs here. I want the construction jobs here. Uh, no, I'm a free trade guy. If, if, if these companies can make stuff uh, at a lower price, uh, we should we should be able, I mean, free trade is an important part of our prosperity. But let's not put ankle chains around the necks of our own businesses. I mean, that is economically masochistic. It is unpatriotic. I feel strongly about this. Okay, we got time for one or two more quick ones, Mr. Producer. If we can squeeze them in, do we have another caller? All right, we got Dean from Northvale, New York. Dean, thanks for calling. We're a little short on time. Quickly, what do you got for us? That's Northville, New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey also. They seem to always be from New Jersey. But listen, the thing that we're all complaining about is gone if we would have had our elections right. If we would have had our elections right, we would have had Trump in again, and none of this stuff would have been uh, a problem. The thing is, is that Trump exposed what the left is. Now they're not even careful anymore. Now they're just out there being ridiculous. But that's helpful to us, and we need Trump back again because the job's not finished. Now we know yeah, that the really FBI great point. Great, great call. I got to cut you off because we're running out of time. But I, I think that look, I'm not going to get into the argument about whether we uh, whether the election was stolen. I will simply say this: that if you compare the way the economy was, the direction this country was going in under Trump versus what we're facing today, I think it's pretty self-evident, right, that things are not headed in the right direction. And Trump did, I think, an amazing job on so many issues. Okay, I'm going to try to really quickly squeeze in one more call if we can, Mr. Producer. Tom from Dom from Minnesota. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, we've got 60 seconds, sir. Thanks. Thanks for taking my call. You know what we have now. The problem is Joe and CNN and fake news for the state. They're trying really hard to sell Joe's five trillion dollar funny money budget. Because they're yeah. drunk on Joe's That's Kool-Aid right. and Parmesan cheese from Hunter. That's the problem. <laughs> what? Yeah, you got <laughs> you it. Know well, what? You know what? Okay, got 50 more seconds. Hurry up. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you know, what, what brought me to this country is, you know, the, the free press and the great education I got. Yeah. And the Clint Eastwood and Robin Williams. But we're, we're, that's all going nuts because <laughs> of what Joe is doing. For pe- he's, he's allowing Where are you from? to stay home. What, what country are you from? Stay home. Where are you from? Yep. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Well, great calls today, as usual, folks. I believe in this country. I believe in America. I think we will get out of this crisis that we're in, but we do need new leadership in Washington. I don't know if it means another term for Trump or Ron DeSantis or some of these other great candidates, but we cannot stay on the course that we are on right now because our great